we continue to battle uh, this coronavirus. We thank you that you have placed us in a position to be able to minister effectively to those that you send our way. And we pray for all those in areas of uh, uh, ministry, uh, from nurses to uh, PC uh, caregivers, uh, Father, whatever it is that uh, they are serving in, from firefighters to police, I pray continued protection. Father, I just thank you that uh, as, a, as a nation, we've continued to come together and to accomplish something so significant as we have. And, and I pray that you would continue to give uh, wisdom and leadership to our president, to uh, all those that are continuing to help us to lead in this situation. And I pray your blessing on our time today. Thank you for this time. We ask for this in your name. Amen. Worship with us.
joining us this morning. Um, we are going to continue with some more praise and worship and just singing about just the awesomeness of God and what he does uh, for us and through us during this time. Um, so just join us as we continue singing in worship. Can 
Praise God. There are times we have to speak to the storms in our lives. Tell them, peace, be still. Within us is the ability to declare God's Word over every situation, over every problem, over over every disease. He is available within us. Thank you, worship team. Hallelujah. I am thankful for individuals gifted in the ability of uh, playing instruments as well as singing and the ability to lead us into a place of uh, experiencing the presence of God. Uh, I reflect on the time when we uh, get to heaven. Scripture says that we're going to worship uh, for a thousand years and uh, what that's going to be like. And, and today we just uh, touch the surface on what that expressive moment will be. Hallelujah. Praise God. Little little humor for you today. A little boy was sick on Palm Sunday. Stayed home from church with his mother. His father returned from church holding a palm branch. The little boy was curious and asked, Why do you have that palm branch, Dad? Dad responded, You see, when Jesus came into town, everyone waved palm branches to honor him. So we got palm branches today. The little boy replied, Ah, shucks. The one Sunday I miss is the Sunday that Jesus shows up. Is anyone else feeling that way as we worship together from the comfort of our own homes, our own living rooms? I am so thankful for the opportunity to worship God in community, even if it is a Facebook community, a YouTube community. Uh, We are streaming this in various formats to make sure that our our people and all those that are uh, watching online have an opportunity to experience this with us today. But we are here today to celebrate God regardless of the location, uh, regardless of how that Uh, communication goes forth. This morning, as many of you know, is Palm Sunday, the day taken from the Gospels where a whole city threw a parade for Jesus. As Jesus rode into the city, the people threw palm branches in anticipation of His coming. It is from this we get the label of Palm Sunday. This, uh, This day marked a time of celebration where Jesus was both worshiped and praised. But this day is also bittersweet for us because even as we read about the celebration, we know that Friday is coming. The cross is coming. We know that many in this same crowd will within a few short days exchange words of praise for words of death, shouting Hosanna, Hosanna, and then later shouting, crucify him, crucify him. 
See, on Sunday, Jesus rode into the city with the people shouting praises and praising God for the wonderful miracles that they had witnessed, that they had seen, that that some even had experienced. And on Friday, they were shouting, give us Barabbas. We want him. Crucify Jesus. Crucify him. This week that we are entering into is known as Holy Week. Good Friday is the day that receives the most attention, and for good reason. Yet this entire week offers an opportunity for us to deepen our relationship with Christ and our appreciation for His sacrifice. With that goal in mind, I would like to challenge you this week. I'd like to challenge you by presenting you with two words, two thoughts, two expressions that you can take throughout this week and allow them to be integrated into your own life, into your own worship this week. The first of those words is empathy. Empathy means the ability to understand and share the feelings of another. The ability to understand and share the feelings of another. In Hebrews chapter 4 verse 15 We're offered this assurance, for we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with us in our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Jesus is able to empathize with us in our human frailties because he became fully human. What we don't often consider is that The potential for empathy runs both ways. We can't fathom what it means to be fully God, but we have a pretty good handle on what it means to be fully human. We all know too well what loneliness and despair can feel like. Imagine with me if you can what it must have been like for Jesus to enter into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday to the cheering crowds alone in the knowledge that in a matter of a few days the people's adulation would curdle into disappointment and hatred. Imagine being able to comprehend the full measure of God's wrath which Jesus could do since He was God. And realizing that wrath would soon be turned against Him. Imagine knowing that in a matter of hours you were going to suffer an excruciating death and having no one to talk about it, no one to give you comfort. Jesus' disciples couldn't seem to grasp what was about to happen. Even though Jesus had tried to make them to understand time and time again, Jesus had spent so much time trying to 
get the disciples on the same page that he was at. Over his three years of, of time spent with him, he, he instructed them on the things that were about to take place. And even in the midst of all of the instruction, they still fell short of being able to fully grasp how this was going to come about. As a matter of fact, when his burden became almost too much to bear, Jesus turned to his three closest friends in his group. He asked them a simple favor, to stay awake and keep watch with him while he focused his attention on the most intense prayer session of his life. And even in the midst of this moment of, of brokenness, even in this moment of transparency where Jesus invited three to come and to be part of this time, they fell asleep. Jesus watched his followers scatter when his enemies came for him. He felt the betrayal of Judas Iscariot and the denials of Peter. He was rejected. Taunted and beaten by the human race he had come to save. And the question is, can we feel it? Can we empathize even slightly with what Jesus had experienced? Let that be one of our goals this week. This is an uncomfortable week. We, we cannot make this week Always the celebration, and, and yes, we understand the celebration that is coming, but the reality is God wants us to experience Christ also in His suffering, and we cannot separate what Christ did for us on the cross without experiencing some of the suffering that He endured for us. And when we allow ourselves to be open to the suffering of Christ, what happens is then we begin to see the situations in life differently. We begin to see that our own suffering in compared to what Christ endured, and it gives us the ability to endure what we are going through today with a new framework, a new way of thinking. Let this week be a time that you consider the emotional response of Christ. Let it impact you in the same way. Let it be something that truly His thoughts and His emotions are something that you give attention to. As you sit down this week with your children at home, talk to them about what Christ experienced. The pain of betrayal. Of denial of loss, of loneliness, of brokenness. Talk about those things so that we can have a picture of what Christ truly endured for us. The second word that I'd like you to think about throughout this week is that of tension. Tension deals with the mental or emotional strain that is present. It is this, um, this force that is pulling at us. It is, it is attempting to move us in a direction. It is creating this uh, pressure within our lives. Let our second aim this week to be to embrace the tension of Holy Week. 
To, that, to do that, we must look at it from a first century perspective. Easter Sunday is the most joyous day of the Christian calendar. Yet its full impact can't be felt unless we understand the uncertainty that preceded Jesus' resurrection. Easter Sunday is the surprise ending to the greatest cliffhanger in human history. Keep in mind that Jesus' death was an especially cruel blow to those who had embraced His teachings. Jesus had released them from the burdens of the Old Testament law. He had shown them a new way. He had promised everlasting life. He had given them hope, direction, and purpose. And when He died, all of that supposedly died with Him. There were many that expected Jesus to come as this this conquering King that would come in and, and just completely annihilate the Roman armies. The Roman rule. That He would take over. That their lives would be forever changed because a new king would be on the scene. But when Jesus died, many of the hopes that they had placed on Christ died with him. His message was tied to his identity. And if he was not to who he claimed to be, his promises and the truth he spoke were null and void. If he could be silenced by death, so could everything he stood for. So on that silent Saturday of Holy Week, all must have seemed lost. Or almost all. A flicker of hope remained. Someone paying very close attention, would have recognized that the events surrounding Jesus' death followed a very familiar pattern, one that Jesus Himself had predicted. Matthew 16, verse 21 tells us that from that time Jesus began to show His disciples that He must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and raised on the third day. Someone paying very close attention would have recognized that the fate of humankind hung in the balance that Saturday. The Apostle Paul expressed this tension well in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 14, where he stated that if Christ is not risen, then our preaching is empty and your faith is also empty. If the grave held him, all was lost. Death would remain undefeated. There would still be a great chasm between God and humanity. In Israel, the Jewish people would settle back in to their religious routines. And the rabbi from Nazareth would be forgotten within a few years. If on the other hand, The grave could not hold him. The world would never be the same again. This week, as you prepare for the resurrection, take time to consider the tension that was present this week 
for those that experience this firsthand. Experience the tension that you experience today as we deal with a virus, a pandemic that has created chaos in our world, and yet we serve a God who is able to overcome, a God who is able to peak, to, to speak peace, be still, to the storms of life. We cannot expect life to be without trial and difficulty. And yet many times when trial and difficulty come, what happens is we become anxious and fearful. And yet Christ says, do not be afraid. God wants us to trust in Him. God wants us to spend our time worshiping Him, praising Him, expressing those thoughts, those concerns, those feelings towards the risen Savior. Now we know what happens next Sunday in our time of celebration. But this week, I'd like you to take an opportunity to consider some of the the feelings that Christ endured throughout this week. And I'd also like you to consider the tension that was present for all of those that had experienced the, the first coming of Christ and some of their own thoughts and emotions even leading up to His resurrection. Experiencing the crucifixion and how that would shape their lives when Christ came forth on that Sunday. The new life and new hope. It is no wonder that Christ on that Sunday morning and the message that went out inspired His disciples to be able to bring transformation to their world because of the power of Christ that was with Him. Scripture says that the same power that helped Jesus Christ rise from the dead, it dwells within us and it will quicken these mortal bodies. And yet, in the middle of all of this, we still have a responsibility to experience all that Christ was trying to teach us about this week. These things were not recorded just to give us a historical perspective. They were recorded so that we would understand some of the things that we too would have to experience. Think about what, exp- what Christ experienced this week for you. Think about the tension that was felt by all who believed he was the Messiah, the coming king, and then they watched him be crucified. Think about the significance of this week in our own lives as we look for the returning king to deliver us from the challenges and trials of this world. Will you pray with me today? Gracious Heavenly Father, I am so thankful that we can call upon You in our time of need. Your Word is clear. Today is the day of salvation. Your presence is available today, whether someone be present in a church building or listening to this message. You have the ability to to 
deliver someone from the sins of their life, bring them into a place of relationship with you that they may experience you in new ways. Father, I pray that you would open up eyes to see and ears to hear what your Spirit is saying to them, that they would begin to surrender their lives to the one who died for them. The process is simple. We are to confess that we are a sinner. Acknowledging our shortcomings, the mistakes that we have made. We're, asked, we're to ask Christ to come and to be the, the Lord and the Savior of our lives. To be our King. To bring about a transformation in us that we will become His disciples. Going into the world to tell others about the hope that is present. Today I invite each of us to do that. And if you've done that before and years past, I invite you to do it again. To reaffirm, to reaffirm, to renew that commitment towards Christ. Spend time this week considering the emotional responses that Christ exhibited throughout the week. Allow those things to touch you in a new way. Opening you up to a deeper relationship with Christ. We thank you for worshiping with us here today. We do invite you to continue to give. We, think, we are thankful for all of our faithful supporters that continue to send their tithe in or give online. Your uh, continued gifts are appreciated. Um, we're going to bless those offerings as they continue to come. Uh, let's pray a blessing over them. Gracious Heavenly Father, I do pray for the offerings that have been sent in throughout the last month or so as people have been unable to come together for worship and yet they have continued to honor your word in these areas by sending their tithe to the storehouse. Father, I pray your blessing on it that it would be multiplied that uh, the works of this church and the kingdom of God that is reached through the things that we do would continue to go forth. We pray a blessing on each gift. We ask for this in your name. Amen. God bless you. Uh, next week, our online service will continue for our Easter presentation. We're excited about it. It's going to have some new pieces to it, and uh, it will bless you. Please make sure that you uh, schedule some time next Sunday to celebrate the risen Savior with us. God bless you, and have a great day.